Welcome to Marsha's Plate, a black trans-inclusive feminist podcast. A place where we know that not everybody is invited to the cookout. And we also know that every single day is a brand new day and we have the power to make a difference today. So let's do this. Brand new day, brand new day, make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to turn it all around again. It's a new day, brand new day, make it better than yesterday. You can always find a way to start over again. When the sun rises, you can start over again. social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Just search for Marsha's Plate, M-A-R-S-H-A-S-P-L-A-T-E. Y'all ready? Let's get started. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back. Yes, 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 yes. I am just getting back from Dallas, from the BTEC conference that Mostly, overall, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. it was an amazing conference. It was the biggest we have had. It was um, so many people there. So amazing. It just, there's certain parts of it that went absolutely, like 90% of it went amazing. Yes. So I hate that you weren't there. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I saw all the videos and pictures and outfits and all those things yes it was so fun it was full of love per usual full of um you know lots of black trans people lots of tons of black trans people and being in that kind of space with just us for the most part and so i just want to shout out to everybody who was um who was there who was uh, um, who I met for the first time and people who I have met multiple times. Miss um, Major was there. Tracy Jada O'Brien was there. Um, some of the, I'm trying to name some of the elders. Um, Jonathan Thunderwood was there. Grandma, um, Letitia. Letitia, yes. So many oh, people, so many elders was there. <laughs> it, just mm-hmm. was, uh, it just was such a bomb ass time. It just it just was so good. So I love we were able to give awards to people and just show love. And I try to tell people like we tech is more like a love fest, a trans love fest. Yeah, yeah. And you get to be you around know, just be around your people. I mean, to me, I didn't go, but every year I've gone, it get, kind of gives me fuel for the rest of the year. Yeah, to be around my people, uh, and you know, reconnect with people, meet new people. Um, and just expand my sense of community and family. 
Mm, yes, 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 yes. So it was love. I loved it. It only the, one of the sad parts is that Monica, first one that we had without Monica being there. Yeah. So you know we have a award after her, and you know I had to give it away. So that's the first time I had got emotional. <laughs> and it um and but other than that, it was a dope. It was a dope, 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 dope vibe. So what's been up with you this week? I'll tell you a little bit more about it later because it was a mess that went on too. But what's Hello. been going on with you this week? Um, nothing much. I've just been grinding. Um, this week. Sometimes I have I'm off every other week for work. So this was my flex week. So that was nice. I was able to just kind of chillax and sleep in and you know, take care of stuff. So well, the weather's been great here. Um, yeah, because we've been it's dealing been with crappy here. weather. Yeah, we've been it ain't hot. It ain't y'all kind of hot, but you know, it was getting like 50s here when it would be like 60s, 70s back in the Midwest. So it's nice to have some 70s-ish kind of weather. It's supposed to get up to the 90s at the end of the week. So anyway, basically, my week's been chill. I had a slight injury, I had a little burn that I've been mm-hmm. healing from. Um, so yeah, just taking it you easy. You burn yourself, child. I slipped. I was grabbing something out the oven, and I like slipped and just kind of went like this. Oh, um, I got all of this. Um, but yeah. actually, I think it's because my uh, my blood pressure was low. Um, mm. And my blood pressure was low because I don't need as much blood pressure medication anymore, apparently. So that's mm. a good thing. I mean, it sucks because it was throwing my balance off and I was a little woozy. But <laughs> the good thing is I don't need as much of the medication anymore. Um, oh, good. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's. <laughs> You know, that's positive. But yeah. um, but yeah, so that's how that happened. So it turned out to be a little bit more intense than I thought it was gonna be, but um God is good. I have health insurance. Um that is a blessing. <laughs> I was able to take care of it and manage it. So I'm grateful for that. I have really, really, really been catching up on my shows. I watched Queen Charlotte, which is like the a new Bridgerton kind of spin-off <laughs> that's focused. Is it an on- oh, so for real? It's a spin-off for real? Yes, it's it's up. Uh, it's about Queen Charlotte, the character in Bridgerton, Queen Charlotte. Okay. But okay. the real, it's a real life person too. It's about their story, um, their love story. You know, a fictionalization of the, their love story. And so, mm-hmm. Queen Charlotte is supposed to be one of the first black monarchs, like one of the first of them, like well, of Europe. the European monarch, Europe, Europa. Yeah, um, of the caucus <laughs> land, the caucus <laughs> land. Um, uh, my Angel used to say Europeans. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> so, you know, she's one of the, the known to be one of the black ones, uh, descended of Moors and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, it was quite in- it's interesting for them to be kind of portraying their story and how they're handling the mental illness and, you know, the diversity in the cast. I just really, I really love it. I love what Shonda Rhimes is doing. I don't, Shonda is in love with interracial relationships in the same way that Kenya Barris is in love with biracials. (laughs) I was going to say, I was going to say, I saw something online and it was like, one thing Shonda Rhimes is going to do is place a black woman. Oh, that's me. (laughs) That was me. (laughs) Yeah, there's one thing she gonna do. One thing she gonna do is have a beautiful black woman be loved by a beautiful white man. (laughs) (laughs) 
that is what that's what she does. <laughs> does really well. That's her signature. <laughs> that's her signature. These these interracial couples, which is you know, it's cute, but um, I think it is it gives you know like just like Kenya Barris with his biracials. That's his favorite. <laughs> it ain't what? no, it ain't no um, it ain't no Kenya Barris show it without a biracial woman at the helm. <laughs> that's his you see, you see, that's that's his signature. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. feels like his signature, you know. It's always <laughs> one. So, but I do like the storyline. I do like the um chemistry for the main character. I do love Miss Um Dansbury. That's my favorite character in Bridgerton, Ooh. period. Um Miss Dansbury. Who's that? She's one of she's one of the older black socialites of the show. Oh, okay, okay. And so, just like her and Charlotte, the same age. So this is a flashback to when they were younger. Okay. And so, um, me. so you see Miss Dansbury as a um, Lady Dansbury. Uh, is it Dansbury? Dansbury? Something Dansbury? Anyway, Miss Lady Dansbury. You see her as a young woman. And you learn how she became a socialite, how she got the honor of being a socialite, because they're, you know, they're kind of they're tackling race in the sense of this is the first time that certain black people were giving their titles in court, like in from the from the um, royalty, like black Mm -hmm. people were getting their roles in court, Um, their titles and their titles being honored. And so. So she's the one of the first black ladies in court. And it kind of they kind of tell you that story and it kind of brings some kind of some some conflict and some tension in how okay. they're gonna sustain that. And so it tells okay. her story and how who she start messing around with, which is a gag because why is it a gag? Because <laughs> the person she start messing around with is a main character in the old show their father <laughs> oh okay well, and you okay. don't know so it's a scandal it's, so a, it's a bunch of it's a scandal but yes. no folks yeah <laughs> so it's all a right. bunch of tea so <laughs> it i've watched that all weekend and it has been so dope and i loved it it's you know i love you know shonda Ron, she gonna write she can write that's, that's the thing about it <laughs> she gonna write i love it and she does her thing and so i did that all weekend so mm-hmm. y'all listen tell us what what y'all been doing all week what have y'all been watching what's been have y'all been watching the news did y'all watch the coronation you know, I don't really care about them, so I didn't really watch it. But CD grows up plus one because, you know, side hoes. Hoes can't get turned into housewives, but they can't get turned into queen consorts, <laughs> baby. They can get turned into what? Queen consorts, baby. Because <laughs> Camilla, I know Camilla is sitting over there like, look at us. Who, who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought that we would be here? I am the queen of England, the queen consort of England, baby. I know she didn't think that years ago <laughs> when she was sleeping with Diana's husband and she right, was still where... married to um, Parker Bowles, baby. She, uh, anyway, oh, that's, yeah, that's why she was married to that guy. Yes, why she was sleeping with Charles, the whole mess 
<laughs> with Camilla. Man. The whole mess with Diana revolves around the issues with Camilla. And the fact that Diana is dead and you, bitch, are now the queen consort, that's a win for the hoes. <laughs> <laughs> because motherfuckers would tell My a God. mistress, they would tell a mistress she she it's it's a dead end. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> Clearly not. Some hoes win. Lord have mercy. So tell us what you think. If you are from if you're from the UK and you are and the UK girlies are wearing it out. You know, they be I'm I'm being ridiculous right now, but they be real serious. They like these people spent 300 million on this bullshit are they tax dollars right of their tax dollars and there's so many more things that we could be investing in y'all got a whole one of the girlies said y'all got a whole um <laughs> this is funny y'all got a whole child trafficking person prince andrew he got a whole child trafficking case and y'all got him in full regalia no shame, wow. but have the nerve to not let Prince Harry be in full regalia. Oh, wow. <laughs> but anyway, it. that's yeah. hilarious. Tell us what y'all um what y'all been what y'all been up to this week. What y'all think about the yeah. coronation, what y'all think about Queen Charlotte, what have y'all been watching? Whatever you got going on this week, let us know. Hashtag Marshall's play. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god i want to thank all of our new patrons this week thank you thank you thank you yay, 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 yay. so not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast you know i also donate to other podcasts i donate to other organizations i have my finger on the post of the community and i know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because i put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch i am community is fuck <laughs> so thank you i really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. I'm not sure how many folks, some folks have heard about this. Um, unfortunately, uh, April 27th, uh, a young person in the community, trans masculine man named uh, Banco Brown was murdered at, uh, I believe it was a Walgreens in San Francisco. Um, he was struggling, dealing with some survival stuff. Um, apparently they said he was trying to steal some food, just some like basic survival things. And toilet and paper was killed or something, by the, something weird. Right, toilet paper and was killed by uh, security at the Walgreens. I don't believe that the person has been charged, um, but there is a lot of organizing going around, um, around what happened, particularly with Invisible Men. Um, and some other organizations in California. Um, Diamond, have you heard about this at all? Um, I also like just think with this situation, um, 
I think also what happened when it first came out too, there was like misgendering in the media. And so folks had to kind of, folks had to push back on that as well uh, mm-hmm. to get, because that's a problem that unfortunately our community deals with regularly when it comes to the media. Um, but it also just brings attention to some of the issues and um yeah, the sense of urgency around some of the survival issues that trans masculine folks are facing in terms of like reproductive health or housing, just ba- a lot of times people don't talk about trans masculine folks um, around survival stuff. Um, and I think this also just brings some awareness around around that. Um, I definitely see a lot of folks struggling <laughs> in the community and it also, it's kind of uh, the what's the young man that was killed in New York? Um, oh my goodness, who was dancing on the subway? He was just Neely. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and he was just doing his damn thing on the subway. Yeah, well, like, angry. He was, was angry about. He was angry, but not bothering people. Right. <laughs> in the sense right. of bothering, as in like touching anyone. He wasn't aggressive to anyone. He was just verbalizing his anger about his situation like right i'm homeless i ain't got no food to eat i ain't got whatever he's he's complaining about his situation in a very mm-hmm. loud um not at somebody but just on the train right and i mean it's not the same situation but there's parallels in terms of you know dealing with survival issues and being frustrated and doing not having you, your fucking needs met needs, yeah yeah um and i i think one of the challenges for a lot of trans masculine people, particularly those folks who take HRT, who take hormones and testosterone is a hell of a drug. (laughs) And you know, how you look in the world can change drastically in a short amount of time or a long amount of time. And then all of a sudden, suddenly change. And so how you're received by security or people of authority and what you're used to (laughs) can be a mind fuck, right? in terms of how you're used to being handled by people of authority as someone who might be perceived as a black woman versus someone being perceived as a cis black man um, in the world. And that is a challenge because there's no, there's no real, there's not enough of a learning curve to make up for, <laughs> for life. Just like, I think there's a lot, there's not enough of a learning curve to make up for like w- navigating black womanhood either. Like there's just some shit you learn as you grow up that you're kind of taught <laughs> so how to those those secrets and knowledge and different things on how to deal with these systems around white nationalism, white supremacy, racism, and all class. that stuff is gender class, it's right? Your class thing. Yeah, and it's all you know, race is gender, gender is racialized, you know. And um, also, what we have to also understand is these. If you are if you're hearing these cases and your mindset is to look at these people and saying, well, they were acting crazy or they were like you, you, your mind automatically goes to how they should be policing, how they are acting and we, they should be acting. Even though we're telling you their needs are not met, you are part of the problem because if you're expecting people who needs basic needs, we're not talking about, Oh, uh, uh, I need a, uh, BM, I don't have a BMW. No, we're talking right. about basic needs. We talk about homelessness. We talk about food and um, hygiene care and stuff like that. If, if people cannot get their needs met and you're expecting them to be cordial, 
You are part of the problem. You are part of the status quo. You are the person who I mean is not are complacent about their their issues. I mean, when we talk about self-care this this month of May being mental health awareness month, like a part of that, a lot of times people will say, you know, take a nap, make sure you're eating food, make sure you have so a lot of the things that we talk about for self-care. Not everybody has access to those things. Right. Not everybody has access to food regularly. Not everybody has, you know, access to secure housing. Um, not everybody has access to secure hygiene products, you know, uh, particularly for trans guys. Like if you have not had a hysterectomy or oophorectomy and you're not on hormones, you might still be getting your period, no matter how you look in the world, and have to have tampons or have to have access to pads, have to go to the men's room and find a place to put said pad or tampon with blood on right. it, right? Right. Um, and you broke. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, shit is real. Um, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, with the visibility of his situation, uh, of well, not of his situation, of this unfortunate death and murder, um, that it does bring some some light to some of the um, the systemic issues that trans men and trans masculine, black trans men and trans masculine folks are facing. Because a lot of folks are just slipping through the cracks. Because you can't, some folks can't go to women's shelters, can't go to men's shelters. Um, there's not a lot of like black trans masculine or trans male trans men specific resources that exist um, currently. Um, but I do see that changing in certain parts of the country, in certain uh, regions. But um, anyway, I'm just hoping that this brings more awareness so that folks can get the support they need, because we all need it um, as Black people, as Black trans people. Um, but a lot of stuff that he was navigating, you know, it's just it's just really common. Um, unfortunately, but, um, yeah, Diamond, like I said, have you heard anything about this case or, you know, um, or anything I mean, around folks doing stuff to address, um, instability for like trans guys, trans men, trans masculine folks? They, this is San Francisco, like San Francisco, get, I, I live in Texas. And so when I think about the money that I hear behind the scenes of what's the grants and money, like million dollars of money that different organizations are getting when it comes to care for trans people. As a Texan, we don't get anywhere near that level of um, investment. And so there's a certain level of how is this even a thing? In because I am privy to certain conversations, I am literally, um, you know. I mean, one of the most unfortunate things to hear was that he was an organizer, right? Like he was already doing work in the community. I think one of the things that he had been struggling with housing instability and like overall stability for a number of years. It's like, how's this yeah. person is active in the community and everybody knows they're struggling on this level? Um, you know, that's just something to reflect upon. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and pass all the judgment. I think that's fucked up, but I also think it's something to reflect upon. Like, like we got to do better. Like, if somebody is this active and it's like, oh yeah, they're a super active organizer in the community, and you know they've been struggling for like basic shit in a place. To your point, 
that has a lot, an abundance of resources concentrated there in a way that it's not in other places. Right. You know, um, that is something to to think about. Um, like where I stay, there are no trans masculine, trans men specific resources, mm-hmm. period, that exist. So when it comes to uh, the efforts to reach this as this segment of the community, there's not a lot that's specifically there to reach this part of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, that's intentional, which is important because you gotta <laughs> you gotta know how to reach people. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Just you know, for any of our populations in our community, like it, it takes there's specific ways you have to reach people. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that, I guess that was my question for you. Not anything specific for trans men. I have heard a lot of. Um, I'm just I, I'm I'm in a biased situation, like in regards to behind the scenes, because I he, I approve. Like there are certain situations that I'm in that I can't really talk about because it's. Oh sure, the sure, 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 sure. Um, I've been in a situation where I approved a grant for uh, for a program for trans men in in the city, and the people who were supposed to be running it didn't really do what they were supposed to do, mm. and so it was like, I mean, people be running their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but then as soon as they be put in a position to do something about it, they don't step up. Mm-hmm. But then they will c- critique trans mm-hmm. women or tra- mm-hmm. other other trans leaders. Mm-hmm. But then me being privy to seeing, oh, but you didn't do nothing when you had this opportunity. But you mm-hmm. didn't do nothing when you had this opportunity. And I'm like, I'm seeing this multiple mm-hmm. times. But you got mm-hmm. so much to say when something when something happens, you got so much to so much critiques. But when it's time for you to step up, mm-hmm. you don't step up. And mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that I mean, city, but I've seen yeah. this in other cities, too, where I'm like, you will complain about st- I, I see dudes, particularly trans men, complain mm-hmm. about not having things. But then when we create something for them or give them resources to do it. Then they come. Then their complaint is, "Oh my God, why didn't our boys show up?" I'm like, "I don't know. That you." I mean, I think I'll, I'll say this in my in my experience around like outreach and trying to engage trans men and trans black trans men and black trans masculine people, you know, uh, and working with other people who do it in other parts of the country um, over the years. You know, it's definitely a consistency thing. It's definitely like you got to build consistency. A lot of folks are parents. A lot of folks just schedules are weird. Like, you know, you got to you got to meet your population where you're at. I don't know. I think there and it takes some time and investment to do that. You know, Um, it sucks that folks have ruined opportunities, but at the end of the day, it sucks that the community's not getting what they need. So then we just need another approach to be able to meet the needs of Black trans men because as access to hormone HRT has expanded, as the population has grown, more and more people are slipping through the cracks and are out here 
just out here, out here without how I don't every week, every week, every day. There's a, I'm selling this. I ain't got nowhere to go. I'm doing it. I ain't got nowhere to eat. I did it just every single day. Diamond. So it's like, you know, so there has to be another approach for some of this. Cause like if some people suck, they just suck. But like the community still needs to get what they deserve. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because it was the case for trans, black trans women. It's like, well, these certain individuals have blown it. Well, the community still is suffering. <laughs> it's what they need. Yeah. Right. So it's like, we need another approach. I'll need to do. But uh, advisory situation, get some folks, get some more input, get some other people involved. But the investment for the long term for the community while people are suffering, we definitely got to figure out another strategy. And some people, it seems like they're successful in some places, uh, more successful than other. You know what I mean? Um, it seems like there's more active things happening, particularly in the South, in parts of the South than other places. But you got to gag, gaggle away more black people down South than you do. In the rest of the country. And less resources. And less resources, right? It um, feels like that's what it feels like. It feels well, it depends on where you at. Because then we have like a Sean Coleman who has Destination Tomorrow, who it seems to be thriving as a mm-hmm. as a leader in his community and funding other things for other people. And so where is that? And in, in Sean is in New York, right? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's about I mean, a part of it is what what is the goal? Like in Wisconsin, it wasn't a lot of people, but the goal was we created some of a somewhat of a network. People know where they can get access to things. People know kind of little underground railroad of like, I'm looking for a doctor. I'm looking for a surgeon. I'm looking to know where I can go for you know um, reproductive whatever. I'm looking whatever, like that you know it's like what's the goal like if the goal is to like if the goal is to create like when it comes to like creating a social situation you got to be consistent and people aren't going to show up for a minute and you just got you find out what your uh, uh expectation should be based on the consistency so if i know if i keep doing this i only get five people out of reach you know your rule of halves i reach 20 people i'm only gonna get five right and i'm gonna be cool with that and if i get more than you know there's a there's a there's a math to it right like the rule of halves you already know um, and so it's, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how much, and this, this frustrates me and it's not whatever, this is just overall the, it has to be like a longer term investment. And we, like you said, where there's not a lot of money, there's not a lot of resources, but when the energy, even without a lot of money is put there to allow for certain things, I think that's possible. I've seen it. I've seen that build, you know what I mean? Even when it's like, we don't got no money, but well, we got some money for that's food. That's what we always been doing. Yeah. Yeah. We ain't never yeah. been fully funded. <laughs> right, right, right. So but I'm just saying, well, I'm just, I'm saying, I guess what I'm saying, you got your social piece, but then it's the other piece around like health, right? It's like, how mm-hmm. do we make sure that on our end, then that we have the education? We have the shit that, that we can do without, that does not require to get necessarily a whole bunch of other people involved, which means like having education around whatever hrt shit having education around the reproductive shit working with whatever partner wherever you can depending on where you live around housing shit around you know do is there a clothing swap where you're at for trans men is there a place where trans men can drop off clothes they can't fit anymore 
right? And is there a place where trans men can go to get clothes? <laughs> like, like or these are toilet paper, or, or, or no, no, no. I'm, yeah, exactly, care. exactly. Like those are things that's that's just not happening. There's a lot of places where that this just does not exist. And those things, like to your point, that doesn't necessarily require a lot of money. It doesn't necessarily require <laughs> people to come to an event or anything like that. So it's broad. So even if it's not like you know, yes, let's create this consistent uh, social thing. Even just the fundamental things aren't happening. Is there a clothing swap? Like you said, is there a place where folks can come pick up hygiene or trans masculine, whatever, affirming hygiene products? Is there a place people can come up, get some free pads and free tampons? Is there a place where people, you know, that those are ways to support black trans masculine folks get their basic needs met that don't necessarily require that actually, in my opinion, will lead to folks feeling getting more invested in building out that social piece, you know. Um, and I would love to see like where I where I'm at. I'm not sure if that exists here. Like I got clothes. I don't know where to take them. I'm talking with some other folks about trying to set something up here, right? You know what I mean? But like, if that doesn't exist where you're at, that is one place to start. You know, is providing I, I think, some of these basic things. I think that's uh, if I'm if I'm not conveying that i think that's what i'm i'm conveying i just wish that what i see and this is like i said i'm a black trans woman so i don't know if i'm biased mm -hmm. but i'm also a tra black trans woman that is in i'm in with a, in community with a lot of people that's not black trans women <laughs> i'm in mm -hmm. community with a lot of people and what mm -hmm. i see is i just don't see the same, and I want to be clear, I'm not talking about the drive of the person who's in the disparity. I'm not talking about the homeless person. I'm not the, talking about the person who doesn't have the resources. I'm talking about privileged people or activists who are in our community. I'm not talking about allies. I'm talking about our own trans masculine community. I'm talking about the activists, the ones who want, who, who grab the bullhorn and talk and love to call people out, but they, that their drive, that's who I'm talking about. Not the, not the, I want that to be clear. I'm talking about their drive. I don't see the same drive to build community and build resources and share resources in trans, the trans masculine community like I do in the trans feminine community. I don't see that level of drive. I just don't see it. And I'm like, remember, I'm not talking about people who are in the despair. I'm talking about people who are, who have a little bit of level of privilege and who are out here being activists and, and should be um, organizing for the care of their community. I don't see the same drive. I'm, like I said, I'm, a, I'm gonna tell you, one of the most difficult things was getting people to come out to stuff. And what I what I know is it was easier to do so when I was working with folks who lived in a college town and didn't have the same type of responsibilities as most of the folks that lived in the city. When it came to the folks in the city, for the most for most people, you know, unless you're a lot younger and you know, younger folks who've been able to transition like fresh out of high school, you are still holding a lot of the responsibilities and expectations for a lot of people that come with being assigned female at birth and assumed as a cis one black woman in the world too, even after you transition, whether that's taking care of kids, taking care of somebody else's kids, taking care of your kids, taking care of your fat, all that caretaking shit, 
working 17 million fucking jobs, people, you know what I'm saying? Like one of the challenges I experienced in trying to engage folks was trying to work through some of the variety of the barriers that came with folks being able to even just get out and about. Um, and so that meant uh, just being really, just trying to be creative as fuck. Like, I, I don't know what it's like in the South, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause you're right, like every region and community is different. Uh, for the folks who are in rural areas, you know, you got folks out in Kansas, right, doing their thing, what that looks like and the expectation on the return on the investment for the turnout is going to look different. Um, but I did, it was a different set of challenges to say, now I got to take into account somebody that worked, you know, 27 jobs, somebody that got to deal with caretaking, somebody got to deal with a whole set of health challenges, somebody, it was not that many people that had the kind of time that the people had when I was in Madison, like in a college town. Like people just did not have the same type of free time, leisure time to go to shit. Now I'm not saying that's everybody, but I'm saying that's something I ran into and that I had to take into account um, when setting my expectations. But okay, but we still need to make sure at least people know they can drop by here to pick up some clothes. They can drop by here to pick up some hygiene. They can drop by here to pick up some shit, even if they don't want to be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, we still want to be able to provide those basic direct services for folks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know what I mean? It's like both and like, there, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Like that should not prevent anybody from saying, Hey, if we're not, <laughs> if we can, if we can do these bare minimum things and not because we need to do the bare minimums, because we give a fuck about black trans men and trans masculine folks in our community. We're not gonna say fuck y'all because these motherfuckers on bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like y'all, y'all just suffer because you know these people keep dropping the ball or being on fuck shit. No, we know that the community needs these things. We know that y'all need access to free pass, free tampons. We know that you need access to hygiene shit, deodorant. We know you need access to, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like I said, the clothing thing is huge because when folks are poor, you can't buy clothes. And then you also talk about our bodies fit a little differently. So those are really positive, helpful fucking things for folks um, that makes it feel like there is investment from the community. And then it also gives a little bit more buy-in. But if it's, if, if the, if the, if my, in my opinion, like, being able, being able to show up in those ways lead to the investment of folks building trust in the community and feeling like there's an investment for folks who might not be your regular, your key players that are kind of always kind of around, but other folks in the community know that these motherfuckers give a fuck about me. This LGBT center or this trans group or this whatever, whatever, whatever the fuck is in my area, they actually are taking the time and being intentional about serving black trans men and trans, trans masculine folks and understand that you know we're in the, we're present in the community too. We got some specific needs. We have needs that overlap, but we also have some very specific needs that are unique and some unique challenges. Because folks are just yeah, like I said, folks are just slipping, slipping through the cracks. I you know fuck these people that's not doing what they need to do. <laughs> folks still need still need. And so things. I say the, the absolutely, know? and I'll say this to if anybody who is listening, if you are a trans a black trans man that is an activist, and you are you know, used to organizing and you always at the mic. If you, and I'm, I'm talking about people who, yeah, you show up to the rally and you jump on the mic to be seen, but you also go home to your sister and your wife and chill until something happened. And then you back on the mic. 
That may be your ministry, but <laughs> I implore you to also create tangible things. Like if you see the needs that Jonathan is talking about, if you see them, create them. Mm -hmm. and, and, this also, is, mm -hmm. and this is coming from a trans woman who I have seen trans women create things from nothing. <laughs> and I feel like you can too. And so we cannot, yeah. this is not to blame you or expect you to do it, but I'm just telling you from my point of view, I don't see the same drive of creating something from nothing that I see in trans women that I see in trans men. I see it sometimes, but not, mm -hmm. I see a lot of people wanting to come to the mic and complain, but then mm -hmm. when it's time to do and create mm -hmm. these things that, mm -hmm. that Jonathan is saying that we need, mm -hmm. well, and because, even if the building of trust, if you are the person that's always at the mic and people always respect you for speaking up for black trans men, you already have the trust. But okay. you know, this is what I'm saying, Diamond. It's like, there, there's a couple things happening. One, I think we're just in a culture of that when it comes to quote unquote activism mm -hmm. today, no matter what the topic is, trans stuff, black stuff, da, 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 da. They, I, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think more importantly, you know, I think regardless if there's black trans men at the table, we know that this is a need. So if there are organizations and agencies that are supposed to be serving the black people, black trans people, black queer people, LGBT folks, somebody should still say, just like I've been at plenty of tables over the years where there weren't black trans women. I'm gonna say there's no black trans, you know what I mean? Who's not at the table? If somebody's not at the table and you still got an asshole, the community still needs what they need. And so I don't, I think even though, yes, we want to have spaces where it's coming out of a sense of agency and folks who are within that community as black trans men should be like, this is what we're trying to do as black trans men and trans masculine people. But I also think if folks are in spaces and there's no black trans men and trans masculine people there, then people should still be like, okay, how can we still keep folks in the mix or still serve that community? Um, because folks still need to get their needs met. Um, and that sucks that these people on some fuck shit with their commitment, but, uh, the community still got to, you know what I'm saying? It's like the community still is here, right? There might be people in the community that think they're assholes who, or who don't know them, um, or care to know who these folks are. Um, at the end of the day, they know they're not getting their needs met. At the end of the day, they know there's no services. At the end of the day, they know there might be, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that's a factor. But also, I don't think, I think that, um, I do think there are some people that assume that like shit is like not as difficult as <laughs> it is. And it's like, no, it's difficult for all of us in different ways. And I think that we should prioritize all of our community when we can. Like if folks, like there's some basic fundamental things. Direct services are direct services. Advocacy means I'm advocating for you. You don't know I'm advocating for you. I'm gonna go talk to these legislators about policy. Self-help means we helping ourselves. I am a black trans masculine trans man and I'm gonna go get some other guys like me together to do something for each other, right? Mutual aid kind of thing. Education, we educating other people direct action organizing. That's when people say I'm an organizer, that's usually what they think they are talking about, meaning we gonna have a campaign to win something from somebody. Action. Those things are not the same thing though, right? right? 
So like we can still take care of the direct services, whether black trans men are at the table or not. Yes, black trans men and trans masculine folks should do more self-help. That'd be great, right? Yes, black trans men and <laughs> trans masculine folks should do more education. That'd be great. We need more spaces for that. Yes, black trans men and trans masculine people should do more advocacy. Yes, we need more spaces for that and folks should do that. Yes, more black trans men and trans masculine people should do more direct service, you know, direct action organizing to win campaigns from decision makers to give us what we want. But one thing across the board, regardless if um, black trans men and trans masculine folks are involved, that's like high need sense of urgency is that direct service, right? That direct service, food, clothes, shelter, clothing swaps, you know what I'm saying? Like professional attire, shoes, you know, um, bus tickets, you know, you know, the, those those basics, because what a lot of folks are realizing, you know, we saw them, I don't know what, what poll or what stat we're looking at, but, you know, it was like, oh, black trans men economically are worse off than black lesbians. So it's like folks where a lot of people used to be black lesbians and took an L and found a little sweet spot economically, you took an L. So like folks are, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like folks are in need. The need is there and folks are slipping into the crass and the dis disparities are getting worse. Um, and so uh, it, it, should be a, it should be a red alert, right? It should be like the shit is on fire because the disparities are going through the roof over the last 10 years and more, more and more folks have had access and the uh, opportunity to transition and the community has grown exponentially because we didn't exist before the <laughs> last 20 years. Like trans default did not mean trans men, it meant trans women until recently. And so we're still kind of in, you know, in these early stages of creating what is community, like who are our community identity and shit. Like we are new in in these in these spaces <clears throat> around trans shit, period, even though some of it is simultaneous as trans shit has exploded into the popular zeitgeist, right? Along with talking about folks who are non-binary within the trans community. But when it comes to like resources and the money, trans men and trans masculine people and non-binary people are kind of new to that conversation of like, we doing something <laughs> in the last 20 years because people didn't have access to the to the hormones and stuff. Like we talk about this all the time. You go back to the aggressives, majority of that cast who said, I am a woman, right? Have transitioned, like the possibility, like what, who, what life could be has changed drastically. So that's what I mean by like, it's relatively a new community because it's a rel it's relatively new access and possibility that didn't exist before until like the last 20 years, especially kind of fast track the last 15 years, you know? Um, you know, because wasn't no thing. It was just like, wasn't no, unless you was in New York, unless you were in certain places, it wasn't, and at least in my experience, it just didn't seem like that was a thing, right? Like, oh, you know, we're talking might, about San Francisco now. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't speak on San Francisco. <laughs> and the resources there. Yeah, San well, Francisco I, has been a, a long time beast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but nonetheless, there's not enough. Yeah, regardless, it. regardless. Right, right. Yeah. And so it's like at the end of the day, it's like regardless. People need enough. what they need. People need what their basic needs taken care of. And, yeah, and we not, are one of the just. richest, richest countries in the world. 
and we're talking about a case that is in one of the most expensive, richest cities in the yep. world, um, San Francisco. And so there is definitely no excuse for a black trans man or a person, period, being gunned down because yeah. they are um, needing basic um, shit. Basic shit. So, right. All of us. <laughs> None yeah. of us. Yeah. Yeah. Condolences to yeah his family and to community. Yeah, that's so. It's like what? Like so much gun violence is happening. And I'm like, you a fucking security guard? You shooting people? What the fuck? Yeah. And so, um, over like shit over some fucking product that these bitch ass motherfuckers got insured. Yeah. That part too. Like they lot they automatically insure some of this shit for loss, automatically count some of this shit is gonna be lost with loss prevention. And you shooting a motherfucker. Yeah, that, does that fucking make sense? Fuck out of here. This fucking people, these motherfuckers with these guns and shit, man. Y'all giving these motherfuckers so much fucking authority, and it's just so yeah. it's so ridiculous. It's just it's just fucking you don't need a you shouldn't need a Excuse me, shouldn't need a gun at Walgreens security. No. The fuck? That's just like what? You shouldn't fucking need no gun. Motherfucker ran past you. Let the motherfuckers go. Fuck out of here. Listen, because a lot of security, <laughs> where I'm from, a lot of security guard, they'd be like, all right, take what you got. Yeah. <laughs> we can get all. Get out of here. But all right, y'all. Yeah, let us know what you think. Um, we need things. Let us know. Let us know what you know about resources and services and hashtag Marshall's Place so you can help get the word out about resources that we might not know about, other folks in your community might not know about. Hashtag yeah. Marshall's Place. All right, so one of the things that the negative side about my BTEC um, experience was, you know, I feel like as far as age, I'm like in the middle of the road. You know, I feel like I'm not young, but I also don't feel like an elder. Uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm an auntie um, because I have too much experience to be, you know, a young person and I haven't lived long enough. I don't have enough experience to be an old person to me. I feel like I'm in that middle uh-huh. ground. And so, yeah. you know, I, what I'm seeing, what you were kind of mentioning earlier, we're in a time of activism where I feel like some people, and I don't know if this just comes with the territory of just being a part of a different generation because every generation is like, oh, back in my day, my the music used to be. <laughs> yeah, every but, generation has that. But we definitely are in a um like once there was electricity, now you know, once there was like horse and buggy, now there's cars when it comes to social media. Mm-hmm. So there's- like, you know, folks are growing up like socially like you and i grew up where like you had to like talk to people mm-hmm. and be out <laughs> be outside <playing. laughs> yeah you know what i mean 
And so, like, you know, socially, I think, you know, you couldn't, like, hit and run. Mm. You know. So there is a level of performative activism that I am seeing that I experienced here at the conference, at the, at the conference this year that I, I, I try to, I try to chalk it up to, you know, I try to make people's make in my brain. I tried to think that everybody intentions was good, but as I examine the scenario, it keeps feeling like, this wasn't some good intention. This was some performative bullshit. So let me give you the scenario. And I'll try to leave names out just to avoid, um, you know, mess. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a domestic violence situation at, um, at the conference. And folks was arrested. People were arrested. And in that process, before anybody knew what the scenario was, there was a group of people, an organization, that, you know, they're known for being, you know, disruptive in their city and, um, you know, abolitionists and da, 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 those kind of things, you know, great, wonderful. So they see somebody getting arrested, so they get active. You know, this is their normal thing understandable because you know we're we are a a concerned community we are concerned about our people and blah 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 right right so at the time that this happens it's like 30 minutes before the gala now us as an organization there are people who have come who have invested money in this scenario we who have invested who have bought a gown. We have paid for people to come here. We have sponsored people's hotel rooms. We have a whole event that we are doing. Mm-hmm. In this moment, we are thinking, okay, this person is not going to be... The, the arrest is inevitable. We've done everything in our part to try mm-hmm. to avoid the arrest. We didn't call the police. We don't do that. Um right. Um, we tried to shield this person from the police in multiple ways <laughs> by separating the two people who were getting in the fight, um, mm-hmm. by hiding the person who was in the scenario from the police in a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, some people just you try to help them and they don't you, you, they don't <laughs> want your help or they just too their brain is too. You know, their brain is too angry or clouded in the moment to see like you need to calm down. The victim of the domestic violence situation was like, no, 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 no. I don't want anybody to get arrested. But by, by that time, it was too late. Police were already called by other people. And it was just too extra. It was the situation yeah. was too out of hand. Yeah, so that's what it was. So the police came. We tried to get and take this person out of the back, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the back doors was locked. So we had to take them out of the front. And this is like 30 minutes before the gala. People were already getting let into the gala. And so we like, okay, the staff at, at the conference is like, okay, well, we'll figure out how to get him home, out, when we, 
when we get done, you know, because it's going to take time for him to get processed. We go to the gala. Everybody is done with the gala. And at the end, I go change clothes and I'm sitting out in the lobby, kind of just kind of talking with people with multiple people around me. And these two little trans men walk up to me and confront me. What are y'all doing about the trans men that got arrested today? Now, these little children, they're not children, they're adults, but to me, I'm looking at them like young people because they mm-hmm. are acting like young people mm-hmm. and they are confronting me in a very aggressive way. I'm going to say very aggressive. It's not very. It's not like they coming up to me pointing in my face. So that would be very, that would be getting their ass beat. <laughs> but they didn't do that. They just kind of walked up to me real with a tone of, why aren't you doing anything? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so in the moment, it's two things happening in my brain. This is somebody else's business, <laughs> not yours. Right. Yeah. But I also understand that you are a concerned community member. Mm-hmm. I know what's going on and we're handling it. <laughs> right. And there's multiple people around me who don't know anything about the scenario that we're talking about. And I'm in the process of hosting a conference. Right. And so... I'm also here to create a vibe for the patrons who are here at this conference. That's a part of my job. Right. And so in the moment I say, Oh, I know what's going on. I tell these two trans men, I know what's going on and we are taking care of it. Thank you. And in that moment, I see in them a sense of, Oh, like, they took pause mm-hmm. and they said, oh, okay, great, great. Like, my bad. We sorry. We just didn't know what was going on. There was a sense of not shame, mm-hmm. but a sense of, oh, maybe we, we was coming on too strong. There, I see it in their body language. I see it in how they're right. talking to me. Right. And so in this moment, y'all were coming, getting too cute. I'm just telling you gracefully, we got it. We got it covered. Don't worry, babies. Because right. in my mind, gracefully, I'm like, oh, y'all are just con- too concerned people. Mm-hmm. So I feel like all I need to tell you is since you're coming, because right. you're coming to me because you either think I'm a leader. <laughs> there's a reason why you came to Diamond. Okay. Right. Right. You think I can handle or do something. And so I'm telling you, I know what's going on and we are handling it. Right. And they go about their business. Mm-hmm. Now, this is three, this is like one o'clock, one thirty in the morning. So he has not the, the person who that was arrested. He has not been put into jail yet. Well, he has been arrested, but hasn't been processed. And so I am talking to the victim of the scenario. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm putting victim in quotation marks based on them, what they said. I'm talking to her, we're talking, and you know, she's trying to explain the scenario and how it it looked worse than what it actually was. And you know, we are very, we all, not all, I'm gonna say all, but Mm -hmm. many of us have been in domestic violence situations where we like, girl, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we done been in situations where are you, are you for real or are you just trying to protect this person who is abusing you? It could be either right. one. It could right. be for real. It could be either one. 
But at the end of the day, or both. Be, yeah. or both, it at the end of the day, it could be it what it is is y'all shouldn't be putting each other hands on each other, regardless. Right, right. Y'all right. shouldn't be putting each other hand, putting hands on each other. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, I know, I know, I know, I know, but I don't want you to think that I'm just some fucking victim. And that's not what it is. We 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 had a squabble, and I'm a strong African woman. I'm not no fucking I'm not just letting somebody do this and da, 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 da. that's not how it went down and so mm. you know she goes into this whole little thing and she's basically saying that you know i don't want this i don't want this situation to um you know get out of control because i love him i'm gonna be with him and that's what it is and i don't want this scenario to get out of control and we like that's all right cool we want to support mm. you however you want to do it but we want to reiterate nobody should be putting their hands on you and you shouldn't be putting your hands on them. So, but we're going to support you however you want us to support you. But just remember, nobody should be putting their hands on you. (laughs) I know, I know, I know, I know mother diamond and mother diamond. She kept on calling me mother diamond. (laughs) (laughs) And so the next day, we uh-huh. find it the courts don't open till 11 what is 11 so they don't give us a bail to like one or two mm. how much a bail is going to be and so right. what happens is we talked to the the person that got arrested and he sent his personal items out to us right and for him to be able to pay his own bond <laughs> now there was a fee that BTAC had to pay some kind mm-hmm. of fee that, that they didn't tack on or something so the people who paid sure. for this person to get out of jail is himself and mm-hmm. BTAC mm-hmm. so around 4 o'clock I check my messages and I get a message from the, the dude who confronted me the night before okay and he is basically saying that he was asking me to share a flyer, a graphic that they had made. And so I go to the graphic and they got this whole thing posted up about the scenario. And they don't know what's going on. And they are posting this stuff up um. without his permission, which is strange. Anybody who has been um, a bailout organizer. No, you need permission from the person that you're trying to get bailed out. That's what I always thought. Right. Um, Now I'm, you know, I'm a little bit older than these people. So maybe they don't know. Maybe. And another thing is these young people think that just because they see you doing something else, like you ain't never did what they doing before. (laughs) I'm like, I know y'all don't, I know y'all think y'all the only one in y'all lane, maybe in y'all right. city, but y'all are not the only people who have bailed people out <laughs> or who have a bailout fund. Some of us have things that we are not advertising because <laughs> we right. don't need that kind of notoriety. So that's, that's, right. that's something, but we know how this works and we know what is, what privacy looks like. We know what discretion looks like. We know right. that there are certain that situations. But also, the person, this was even more crazy. The person that they were trying to fundraise for 
does not need this type of fundraising. Mm -hmm. They are well supported. They are, they don't need these type of resources. And so Mm -hmm. they don't need this at all. And so, so you're fundraising for somebody who doesn't need fundraising for, and you putting the the scenario while they didn't give detail because they didn't know you're putting their situation out there that doesn't need to be out without their permission. So these are two things that is wrong, but in my brain, I'm still giving grace. I'm still thinking that their intentions are good in this moment. I'm still, I'm still being auntie. And these just the little cousins is overzealous. You know, they, they, they're used to being crunk, turning up and blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, Oh, they're just a little overzealous. And, you know, they didn't this. Mm-hmm. And so this is the very first time in this inbox situation that I feel like I need to explain something because last night I told you that I had it taken care of and y'all are still doing this. What I am not privy to and I don't know is there has also been a thread created in this app that we use for the conference. <laughs> so you have made a thread you have made a graphic Lord, you have you have done all of these things that made this situation um, you've escalated the situation you have escalated the situation to me and so and in the but i'm running a conference i'm not being in no damn app sweetie i'm i'm doing so much that i'm doing with my team that i'm not in no app so i actually don't get they send me the invitation. So when I check it, when the conference is done, I go in there, I see it. They send me the invitation. So, but this is further back. So back to, back to that day, Saturday. Um, when I see the flyer, I explain. I was like, look, this was supposed to be a discreet situation. And I told y'all last night that I had it handled and y'all are making this worse. And y'all are, it feels, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is what it is. Cause like I said, I'm still trying to give y'all the grace of thinking that the intention is good, but this just looks weird. It feels like a cash grab because in my brain, from my perspective, this is somebody who doesn't need resources funded for. Mm -hmm. This is somebody who has tons of community support. Also, BTAC has the money to get him out. And, Mm -hmm. And in this message that you sent me, you said somebody from the conference told you that we have the money. Don't worry about it. So, why are y'all when fundraising? Say, yeah, when you say, uh-huh, okay. Like, in my brain, I'm like, this feels weird because if you're telling me that somebody said they have the money for the situation, I'm telling you that we have it taken care of last night and today. Why are y'all fundraising? Mm-hmm. And y'all have a bailout program. So y'all already have money. And you have talked to multiple other people that says y'all have money, a lot of money backed up for situations like this. So y'all have the money to get him out because it's not a big number. So not only do y'all have the money to get him out and we have told you we got the money. And so we don't understand why you fundraising. Okay. Right. So what do you find? What it what makes it feels like a cash grab? And I remind you, I'm still in the mindset of thinking that that maybe this timing is off. So instead of me texting back and forth, 
this little person in that's called that's messaging me i actually don't know them but i do know their boss okay number in my phone you get what i'm saying and we we are connected i have i have your number it's in my phone i can call you directly you're one of my who i consider my little young sisters mm -hmm. so i directly call this person because she is a part of this group she's a leader of this little group and so mm -hmm. i call her and say ma'am what is going on why do y'all have this flyer up and i give her more details and she was like oh i didn't know my bad my bad diamond i should have called you and i actually did think about calling you this morning but I got on the phone with my homegirl who had your number. So apparently she didn't have my number, which is also kind of strange because we've been in, there's been other situations that you've contacted me on anyway. But anyway, so you randomly don't got my number or don't mm -hmm. know how to find me. Who don't know how to find Diamond Styles if you want to find her? I don't understand yeah, how you don't right. know um any other time you can find me over some other bullshit, you can find me but anyway whatever the scenario was she calls somebody to get my number. Find me. Right. yes she calls somebody and she says oh i just got distracted and forgot to call you okay cool that could be possible all right baby let's take that down let's um i'm about to go get him out because we got the bond and we're taking care of him let's take it down right and so we go I, me and the the victim, we go to the at we go to the jail. Now, mind you, what I didn't know they these little kids not they're not little kids they're adults. They went to the jail and was doing videos at the jail, which also felt real. Performative, oh. which also felt real performative too. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can see how you might land there. <clears throat> yes, and so but anyway, so I go to the jail when i go to pick him up i'm alone it's just me and not alone me and the victim just me and her nobody is with us nobody is asking us do we want to do you want us to come with you nobody is coming to us asking us anything about now now that we about mm -hmm. to get him out anything that we need nobody is asking a damn thing and so we go get him you know he's trembling because he's like been in this texas jail I and this whole little scenario um you know they're lovey-dovey and crying and oh this just went too far and you know all this kind of stuff so we get back to the hotel it is around one o'clock in the morning in the scenario I'm looking at two people that just had a domestic violence situation. And so the situation I'm in is, this is a very, this could be a volatile situation. Do I leave you alone with him? Do I leave her alone with you? And like, what is this scenario? And I'm like, what do y'all want me to do in this situation? And she indicates that she wants me to come up with them. So okay. I come up, I stay yeah. in this room being a therapist, <laughs> being a makeshift therapist yeah. till five o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. After being up 
<laughs> up all night and yeah. up at a certain time on Saturday for the, oh, at 8.30 for family day. <laughs> wow. That's so, a day. So, yes. That is horrible. a day. Horrible, 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 horrible. So, I stay in there and not one time from the time I got went and got him out to the next morning, not nothing. Nobody contacted me to see what was going on. Okay. Nobody. Okay. Nobody knocked on the door. Nobody checked. Nobody. Okay. All these people that was so concerned, nobody checked. Nobody. Mm -hmm. So the next morning, I go into that app. Remember, I told you they had made a thread. And I look at the thread that they made. So I'm scrolling through. Right. And in the thread, the part that I am, that I'm looking at. So apparently, that Saturday morning, remember I told you they had did the flyer or whatever. Right. They had kind of, in the same way they rolled up on me, they did this thread, almost like calling us out. Like, they're not doing anything, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, one of our leaders had came in and said, yo, if we basically the way I read it and they didn't interpret it like this, the way I read it, but I, I would read it like this because I know what's being talked about verbally. Uh, uh, and so uh. what was annoying it to one of our leaders was we're doing what we're supposed to do. Leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what it is. We're doing a multiple things. We're trying to run this conference and keep people safe and get him out. Leave us alone. Right. It's, it's going to take time. Mm -hmm. Leave us alone. Mm -hmm. But he added, if y'all think y'all can do it better, if y'all can do it, go ahead and do it. So they took that as we don't care and we're not doing anything. Ah, okay. It's hard for me to run with that, but that was what they said. Okay. So when I come into the thread, I see all of this going on, blah, 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 blah. I am still in grace because I am, okay, great. So I put in, in the scenario, I put in there, I say, let me read it for you. As a matter of fact. They don't work so nerve, didn't they? Do? Baby, they have worked my motherfucking nerves. <laughs> they work so nerve. So I came into the scenario and this is what the guy that rolled up on me said. He says, hey, everyone, the money was raised and he has been released. Now, when you say both partner is safe and supported. Now, when you say that, what does that imply to you, Jay? That implies to me that some people donated some money. Okay. And that the money that they donated was used to bail this person out. Right. It would give you it would give you the impression that they raised the money and it, that money was used to get them released. OK, right. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't tripping. Yeah, that's and then how I, that's how I would. Mm hmm. And so it goes that. on. And so he says both partners are safe and have supported. So somebody jumps in and say, oh, my God, good. And they put the little thing and then somebody asked how the same person said, how did the bail hearing go? Did the partner have support? for the next steps, legal representation, etc. That same person says they both made it back to New York City. The post was removed because they would like to deal with this discreetly. 
he has support and we were able to raise money for legal fees in addition to bail. What does that imply to you? It implies that there was more money raised. And that they, and that, that they were a part of bailing him out. Right? Yeah, with the money they raised. With right. the money they raised. But I just told you who bailed him out. Yeah, you did. Who did I say <laughs> bailed him out? Y'all bailed him out. <laughs> his, his own coins. His own money. Coins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B-Tech and him, himself. So... I wouldn't have responded, but now that y'all implying that y'all did something that y'all didn't do, I have to respond. Yeah. And so what I say was that person and us paid to get him released. I went with his partner this morning. I mean, last night and got him out. He didn't need this fundraising. He didn't need this, this instant. He didn't, he wanted to handle this discreetly because this has been blown out of proportion based on the victim based on y'all came y'all yes they were arguing but y'all made it based seem on the like, people involved they're they don't need they don't want all this attention they don't want all this attention i said but because we're handling the, this discreetly some community members now i'm talking about them i say some community members acted overzealously despite being told everything was being handled because if you remember they confronted me the night before so they can't right. say that they didn't know that we weren't handling it. Right. <laughs> but everything has been worked out and everyone is safe. So this is me saying, it's all good though. Y'all right. know what happened now. It, it was extra. It, no need to be extra. No need to keep going. Right. No need to be, you, it's, it's all handled. Good. And Let's, seen. Right. And seen. Right. Yep. Yep. Now this, this is, this is his response. This is what triggered me. <laughs> Oh, which maxed out my grace. <laughs> okay, what ma what maxed out the grace? What maxed he out the grace? He says to me, "We are glad that BTEC had a change of heart." Wait a minute now. Now, don't you think that was trying to be cute? <laughs> but y'all took care of it from the jump, so it's from like, how you, how you gonna have a change of heart when you? What wasn't nothing to get changed in the it art. wasn't nothing to get changed, <laughs> and so that pissed me off. So I was maxed out. And oh, in the oh, scenario, <laughs> I go in now, I'm maxed out of grace. So I say, Don't fucking play with me. I'm not a fucking child. <laughs> <laughs> there was no change of heart. There was no we were handling it from the beginning. You motherfuckers was trying to do a cash grab. That's what it looked like to me. And I just went in on about how, yeah. how this looked. Look at the facts. The facts is I told you, didn't you? I was like, it's people in this, in this chat form right now that was sitting right next to me when you confronted me. And I told you the night before that we had it handled. So right. you keep bringing up the fact that our other leader told you to go ahead and do it and like we didn't care. But I had already told you because you confronted me first. I had already told you that we had it taken care of. Right. And what makes this even worse is that y'all trying to act like y'all care. But when we did get him out, none of y'all checked up on him. None right. of y'all checked up on him. Right. None of y'all checked up on her. None of y'all. Right. None of y'all even checked you up know on me. Is because you was there till five o'clock in the morning. I was right? there till five o'clock in the morning <laughs> when their flight was at seven. The only reason why I, that, that I left, I left with them going to the airport. I didn't go to the airport with them, but you get what I'm right. saying. They flight was at right. seven. They needed to be there two hours before, so I left at five o'clock when they were right. headed to the airport. Right. 
Right, right, right. So if anybody would know, you would know. I would know because I was sitting right there. Mm-hmm. So y'all ain't nobody knocked on the door. Ain't nobody called the phone because this is one to five in the morning. So this is late night. Folks asleep. Right, but y'all, right. but even in the morning, y'all ain't called to check nothing. Right. The rest of the night and on Saturday night, y'all ain't called to check nothing. Mm-hmm. I literally had to go on that post and said, I done got him out. Take this down. <laughs> and so I said, so if we talking about a change of heart and I say also another yeah. element that I told him in the, in the chat is, do you know that this is a domestic violence situation? Do you think people will want to donate to this? Do you think they shouldn't, that they would be a little mad if they knew that they were donating to get a domestic violence person out of jail? Mm-hmm. How do you think they will feel about that? And this is what I'm asking them because, as somebody who I understand, nobody should be in jail for whatever reason. We don't. I, I know me. I don't want them to be in jail. We'll deal with their scenario of been, them being out. But I also know that if I find out <laughs> that mm-hmm. if I donated to a scenario and it's about a child molester getting out of jail or a uh, or a, a domestic violence abuser getting out of jail, I'm going to be pissed because mm-hmm. I needed to make a choice if I wanted to support that up scenario. Right. Up, up front. front. Mm-hmm. And so that's another element that I was like, this is why y'all don't jump and do nothing because you don't know what the scenario was. Mm-hmm. We don't know how far this goes. And for me, I don't want it to look like I'm supporting it or I don't want to, I don't want, because I'm in, I'm into two minds. I don't want to look like I'm super, super supporting an abuser, but I also don't want to look like I'm neglecting a victim and neglecting a person that got just got arrested in a scenario that the victim is telling me that this is this has been blown out of proportion. So I want right. to listen to that person. Right. Regardless if I believe her or if I think it's, you know, just trying to save face. I don't know what it is, but the victim is telling me that I want to get him out. I want to, I don't want him to be in this scenario. Da, 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 da. This was told a whole, this was blown out of proportion. So I felt like. People will want to know that people will feel some kind of way about you getting money from them. And so I said, if we want to talk about a change of heart, let's talk about how you ain't paid nothing. (laughs) You ain't paid to get nothing out. So the money that y'all raise, where is that money going? Let's talk about changing that heart. Let's talk about change that that coin back to them people pocket that y'all took it from. Mm -hmm. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about that. And so somebody else join in and get to talking about, oh, it is unfair for you to think that they're, um, now all of these people I have deleted since this moment because they annoyed the fuck out of me. (laughs) (laughs) But get to talking about, it is unfair. This organization has done so much work and they have a history of doing, they have a history of being loud. And 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 you Sorry. and that works in some incidents, but that does not work now. And so in this moment, it just got super. I just went off, and I felt like yeah. they were being very, very performative. They were being mm-hmm. very, very. I thought that I tried to give them grace and think that their intentions were good, but based on all the facts that I was looking at, I was like, y'all did this on purpose. And this thread, making this thread a moment. It all felt like this was on purpose, like it was a cash grab because there was no reason. You're literally telling me that somebody from the conference told you that they got the money. 
So why would you need fundraising unless right. you're just trying to make a cash grab? And so mm-hmm. I guess why I bring this all up is to talk to to say there's a lot of fucking performative ass activism out here because this this activism it situation it now turns into a pay has turned into a payment situation and it is yeah. weird it is gross it is disgusting and i don't like it and i'm i'm tired i'm tired of the shit i'm tired of the bullshit i'm tired of i'm tired of you know just the whole situation the whole situation and this was one of those situations that i felt were uh, was a glaring 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 example of you're doing too much when you could have just said you know what we we were trying to do what was right but yeah we're gonna go ahead and take this down or we're gonna go ahead and you know delete the thread they end up deleting the thread but this is after all of the, the implication that right. y'all had taken care of it mm-hmm. and that would have been even that it, i wouldn't even commented in the thread if he was not implying that they had took care of it because then that's a fucking lie. Right. You're lying. You're implying right. a lie. Yep. Yep. And so why yep. are you implying the lie? That is why mm-hmm. that's what I because I wouldn't have said anything in the thread. I just would have went and looked. But if you just said, oh yeah, you know, B Tech got them out, da 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 right. everything's handled. And right. we're gonna return these people their money because we didn't need it. I wouldn't have said nothing. It would just end it like that. But because you're in here implying that y'all took care of it, the fuck? Get out of here. So I just wanted to tell that story to let it be known. Listen, we had people, we had people smoking in the rooms, getting kicked out that we had to find shelter for. We we had this scenario. We had a bunch of shit happen. But on top of that, it was a bunch of beautiful moments at the conference. It was so many. Those was the late night grown people doing shit that they shouldn't have been doing that, that we couldn't control. <laughs> I got I got a question for you. I got a question for you. Uh huh. And maybe the, I don't know if this is the right part of the segment to ask, but I'm gonna ask you anyway. Mm-hmm. Now you and I have been spades partners in the past, mm-hmm. you know. So how did you get a chance to get any uh get, get some spades in? I did that. not get a chance to put some spades in to play some spades, but I did Aww. sit and watch somebody play some spades. Okay. And okay. I posted a video on our um on okay. our um on our feed where it was okay. Monica's family day and everybody was sitting at the tables, everybody was playing spades and doing their thing. So I was That's watching, but I was eating real good while I was okay. watching. <laughs> next, next, next year, partner, we come, we're gonna come through, you know how you know how we do. We right. gotta talk across the table, it'll be ESP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) It was it was still a joyous moment. We had amazing pictures. We had I I literally got tears in my eyes when I walked into the gala because I remember the very first gala that I went to in 2011, Mm. 2012. And it was a smaller space. It was you know what I'm saying? The decorations were not raggedy. They were never raggedy, but you know, they were just the growth. Yeah. You just just yeah. to see the growth. It we had like Tiffany blue lighting. We wow. had LED screens. It just was so cute and so dope. <laughs> and I I put videos on um on Marsha's plate Instagram 
of you know we had a soul train line we you know we doing our black <laughs> our black line yes it was beautiful i was able to show two of my films the film from empower her retreat and the film from um a call to men about um trans violent anti-trans violence and the women in the empower her program really responded well to it it just was uh there was so many beautiful things that even though all the bad silly stupid grown people doing stupid <laughs> stuff happened uh -oh. it still was a beautiful moment and mm -hmm. yes i i i appreciate it <laughs> man i know that was a good time yeah it was a good time so that's what happened to, if you went to BTAC, please let us know what is your um, what was your experience? How did you experience it? Hashtag March's Plate. Let us know if you're a new listener, because I know a lot of people just started listening. I seen a growth in our numbers last week because after the conference. So make hey. sure if you, if you are new. Yeah. New listener. Come on, and you new went listener. To What's welcome. Up? welcome, welcome, welcome. And yes. tell us what you thought about the conference. Hashtag Marcia's Plate, Marcia's Plate, and Marcia's Plate, and hashtag BTAC 2023. Gimme, gimme, gimme euphoria, more than peace of mind. It's the joy and space to change the tide. Gimme, gimme, gimme euphoria, more than peace of mind. It's the And the high you never come down from. Whoa. All right. So, what is bringing you euphoria this week? Okay. Okay. A couple things. A couple things. You know, uh, the week, you know, was a little heavy. You know, even though I was mm -hmm. getting my BTAC life on through everybody's pictures, I couldn't go. Uh, <laughs> but I appreciate everybody that uh, a couple people call me on live. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, to things. Um, but also, obviously, with Banco Brown about uh, what happened with him, that was really heavy. And this being Mental Health Awareness Week, um, what's bringing me euphoria is my, I have some survivor affirmation playlists. Survivor mm -hmm. bops, um, and that's bringing me euphoria this week. I got talking about every single version of "I Will Survive." You know, uh, Tanya Blount, Blount. <laughs> okay, Gloria Gaynor, Gloria Gaynor, Mega Mix. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just listening to my bops. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my affirmation jams, some Shirley Bassey. You know what I'm saying? This is my life. And I don't give a damn about some, you know, emotion, all that shit. Um, but uh, yeah, that's bringing me euphoria this week. There's some good old old school drag <laughs> standard anthems around survival. That's bringing me uh, some euphoria this week, this past week. Uh, also with the weather kind of changing up, um, it's always helpful. How about yourself, Diamond? Oh, side note. Um, we're going to put in the chat, my bad, uh, if you're dealing with some mental health crises, you can dial 988 or you can call your local warm line. We will have a link because warm line is like, I'm not in a crisis 
or you're like, you know what? I'm in the neighborhood of a crisis, but I don't want to go across the street to the crisis. I just need to talk. You can call them um, and we'll have a link. Um, and yeah, anyway, just want to put that out there. Um, and yeah, just Survivor Jams, Affirmation Jam playlist. That's my euphoria this week. What about yourself? Oh, gosh. So my euphoria, <laughs> I don't know if this is closing that damn it. thread. No, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that part. Um, my euphoria this week is. I don't know if this is euphoria, but it was an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. I was able to pay off my credit card. <laughs> the balance that was the most highest, I was able to pay it off. <laughs> That's grown ass shit. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. And so I have been working on getting it down. And so I was able to pay it off and you know come on, credit score come yes. on credit score to go hey because it's been maxed out since i went to paris <laughs> because you know that was an expensive trip but i wanted to go yeah. on it because i don't have yeah. no children so i can do that and so i'm finally yeah. a literally a year later paying that wow. off because that is a way that i treated myself and um yeah, so that's how I paid for it, and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you know, I don't regret it at all. And now that I I paid it off, I'm I, I can look back and say I accomplished something. It was a dream come that's true. A huge, I stayed there for yes. Go to Paris and pay the card off, okay? And pay <laughs> the card off. And so yes, I for this last week I literally paid my it got my balance down to zero after a year. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what gave me euphoria this week and i am my trip is ex i'm excited and i have another trip coming <laughs> that i'm going to do the same motherfucking thing yeah i'm gonna just slow i'm just gonna spin for a trip and then pay it off as i go mm -hmm. yeah because mm -hmm. i want i want to have experiences so that is what i am doing and it's much much better than like spending for a bag or spending for mm. you know something else where, where where you can have that bag forever but i don't know i just i'm more into the the experience right now i want to mm. experience things so that's what i'm going mm. that's what i'm focused on now now mm. that i'm an adult i want to be, be deep into my rich auntie vibes <laughs> even, though not, even though i'm not rich yeah. but Okay. But using why not use the credit to do things that you want since and since you know you you have an income coming in to pay it off, why not build your credit up? Because each time, because even with this um this moment, my credit went up, my, my limit went up <laughs> I because I paid stuff off. My credit went yeah. up and my, yeah. my limit went up because they said, "Oh, you're responsible. You pay your stuff down." Mm -hmm. So cool, mm -hmm. and um yeah. my credit went up and. Yeah, I love it. It's 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 a benefit for me, and I can be able to do shit that I enjoy. So that has been bringing me euphoria this week. You know, that's the fuck, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so I am getting over a cold. So if you hear a couple of coughs in between this recording, I'm gonna try to cut them out. But <laughs> that's what I'm experiencing. <laughs> so I apologize. But we will see y'all next week, and I have a special treat for y'all next week. You guess yes. who is going to be our guest for next week? Who? The amazing Angelica Ross. 
Hey, <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a chocolatey good time. Come on, exactly. Man, exactly. What you know about that? What you know about that? You know about <laughs> uh, she is so dope. Um, I no, did I'm the interview. I did the interview that's this exactly. morning, and awesome. she is cool people. So I can't wait for y'all to hear it next week. So, yeah, okay. we will see y'all next week. All right, y'all. Bye. Peace. Bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's going to be on.